0: Today on the Chat and Chew Show. But at
1: that point, I, you know, my eggs were drying up. My, you know, my biological clock is ticking, and I thought, well, maybe I'm just not called to be married. And I remember praying a prayer. I was around 38, 39 years old, and I said, okay, God, if if I'm called to be single for the rest of my life, I'll do that. If that's Your will for my life.
0: And we'll hear from our favorite new chef, Melva McCoy, teaching us how to make vegan lasagna.
2: Dr. Debbie Turner-Bell is a veteran author, journalist, motivational speaker, workshop facilitator, corporate trainer, and Miss America of 1990. In August of 2021, Dr. Turner-Bell published her first book entitled Courageous Faith, A Lifelong Pursuit of Faith Over Fear. For more than two decades, she has addressed audiences in the corporate, academic, and community service arenas. She is the founder and CEO of Debbie Turner Bell Consulting, through which she provides leadership development training in communications, influence, and diversity to corporate and business leaders. Today on the Chat & Chew Show, Dr. Turner Bell shares her experience of wearing multiple hats, both professionally and personally. We also dive into how important faith was to her when maintaining hope for and eventually building that family of her own. Pay close attention. Catch the bonus advice on not only maintaining a marriage, but also how to manage your friends. Hold on to your seat, Chat Tribe. You're in for a good one today.
0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the Chat and Two Show. My name is Betty, and I'm Roxanne. And we say this every week, but we mean it. We are super thrilled that you are with us. As, <laughs> 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 um, as you know, the Chat and Two Show is designed to empower you to do your relationships better. And today is going to be a really fun show. But I always like to
2: ask my co-host how she's doing. How you doing, Miss Roxy? I'm doing well, uh, I'm glad I finally got over the sinus cold I had, um, mm-hmm. so I'm feeling better, Good. how course. are you? you know, I'm hanging
0: in there, today we are in uh, celebrating my wedding anniversary, 33 years, can you believe that? Oh my it sounds Thank like you me. shocked yourself. Did I you? am shocked, oh my goodness yeah we've been together longer than i've been alive so that that's where, <laughs> where we are but uh we are in uh, ocean city maryland and it it's so beautiful here so yeah we're doing good doing good and like we said today's show is going to be really good if you are in a situation where you're feeling stuck and you're feeling like what should be my next moves this is the show that you want to listen to so hang on it's going to be a fantastic show
2: Hi everybody. Welcome back. As Betty mentioned, we have a great show as always. And today I'm really, really excited to have with us Dr. Debbie Turner-Bell.
1: How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on.
2: Now you have like so many titles, um, (laughs) one of which is former Miss America as, you know, you're so beautiful <laughs> and so that obviously makes sense, um, but also like author and speaker, like how would you describe yourself now?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, yes, so I jokingly say I'm a veterinarian by education. Uh, so I have to throw that one in there too. Uh, and so I relate to the world very often through the lens of uh, pet ownership or animals. And I, I often mm-hmm. say I'm like a border collie. If I don't have a new job, I become destructive. Uh, So life has been rich, and I've had the opportunity to uh, be involved in uh, a lot of things. Um, Well, first of all, I'm a child of the Most High King. Mm. uh, and, uh, a sinner saved by grace. So that's my foundational identity. And so I have to start there. Mm. And then, um, through living out what I believe is God's call and purpose on my life because of being a child of God. Uh, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I probably should have said wife first. Don't tell my husband, I'm a <laughs> wife, i <I'm> a mother, <laughs> uh, uh a, a pastor. I believe that I was born to teach I love teaching. I love seeing people make connections, Uh, Mm. certainly biblical connections as it relates to knowing who we are in God. Um, But I work as a consultant in the business space and um, train leaders and emerging leaders in communications and influence and uh, DEI. So I I wear a lot of hats and I love them all and I'm grateful for them all.
2: Oh, I love that. And it's like, I'm meeting you today, of course. And so it's like very cool to hear someone say like they wear all these hats and like name them all and name them all with pride. Cause I feel like it's so easy for us to try to put ourselves in a box. Like let's create a box that makes sense for everyone else. That's digestible to everyone else. And so I'm like, personally, just very encouraged by you, like really just naming everything and taking pride in everything that you're interested in do. Um,
1: Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. But I forgot to mention, I heard the publisher in my head, forgot to mention I'm an author. Yes. <laughs> I have a book that came out uh, in August. Nice. What's uh, and the name I of the definitely book? love that. <laughs> What's the name of the book? The name of the book is Courageous Faith. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is, I call it a memoir with a faith message. Nice. Um, it's, a, it's not my whole life chronologically. Like I was born here and went to school there. Not that, but what I've done is I've, told uh, certain stories and experiences that I've had, including uh, competing in the Miss America pageant, Uh, as well as um, how long it took for me to finally get married and the miracle of being able to have a child at 44 years old. Mm. And so I tell all these stories. I kind of give the behind the scenes under the band-aid, what the scars look like Mm. um, kinds of stories because we all go through them. Uh, People, if, you know, they see me as a Miss America, then there's some automatic assumptions that life is great. You know, I was raised in this uh, perfect family with this charm life and didn't have to struggle for anything. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. I say in the book, and I say very often, not one thing do I have uh, that came easily. Everything that God has blessed me with has come with time uh, and determination and hard work and tears and faith and falling down and learning how to get back up. And so that's what the book is. And uh, what I'm hoping is that those that read it, first of all, they learn a little bit about, um, you know, my life, but also find stories and situations that they relate to and say, hey, you know, I've been depressed before she was depressed. This is how she came through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I've, I've struggled with being single, wondering where my husband was gonna come from. Uh, mm-hmm. She got through it, I can get through it, so. um uh, ultimately, I want people to come away with a sense of inspiration and motivation that God created us, not just for excellence, but for perseverance. He's a finishing God. He doesn't start mm-hmm. anything until he finishes it first. Mm-hmm. And so when he has placed gifts and passions and purpose in our life, he's completed it. So mm-hmm. our job as we live it out is to walk it out to its completion. Mm-hmm. Um, I could talk all day about the book. But yeah, that
0: is good. Oh, <laughs> man. And writing a book is huge because the energy that it takes to get everything down you know on the paper and then have someone else read it you know this is your baby so no i feel you you could talk about it about it all day that's just huge i'm curious our show is about you know helping people do relationships better and uh of course i said i'm you know married for 33 years and uh roxanne is a divorcee and i think probably i don't know i don't want to speak for you roxanne but it piqued my interest like wait a minute, you got married later in life and then you Mm -hmm. had your child later in life. Do you mind just telling us a little bit about that story? Like what, how did that occur?
1: Yeah, I'd love to tell you about this story. Um, You know, I grew up, let me start here, as a little girl, all I really ever wanted to be was a wife and a mother. All my doodles and drawings was my, you know, fantasized family. My favorite show was Brady Bunch. Uh, You know, I I wanted to grow up in the Brady Bunch, and I did not. Uh, And then I wanted to create the Brady Bunch myself. So um, those, you know, family aspirations were treasured to me. Uh, Along the way, I felt a call of God, uh, got involved in the pageant, um, got my education, went on to national television and lots of great things, Uh, but a lot of hits and misses as it came to relationship. And so I'll skip toward the end. Around my mid to late 30s, you know, I'd had some near misses, I'd had some dodge the bullets, you know, sometimes we need to thank God when he says no.
2: Uh, Cause it, right.
1: you know, saves us from a lot of heartache. But at that point I, you know, my eggs were drying up my, you know, my biological clock is ticking. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just not called to be married. And I remember praying a prayer. I was around 38, 39 years old. And I said, okay, God, if, if I'm called to be single for the rest of my life, I'll do that. If that's your will for my life. Mm-hmm but I need you to help me take this desire
0: Mm.
1: away. And and I let it go. And I just decided I was going to do what God had given me to do to the best of my ability. I was a homeowner and a business owner. I wasn't waiting on marriage to live life, Uh, but I just stopped, you know, looking around every corner. Is he over there? Uh, Mm. You know, every time Mm. at our church, uh, the pastor would have the men stand up during men's season or something like that. I'd be looking around, is my husband in that group? You know, that, And so I let all of that go. Wow. Uh, and it was literally within weeks that um, the uh, the events began to happen that led to me getting married and got mm-hmm. married at 42. And of course I tell all those details in the book, um, mm-hmm. but it, was, it required me letting it go. Because yeah. now looking back, I, I realized it was an idol.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, that's so if- weird
0: because that exact same thing happened to me. I wasn't, I was in my late 20s. My sister had gotten married when she was like not even 20 yet. So here we are, like eight, seven, eight years later, you know, um, and I'm the same way. Every guy stand up, you know, <laughs> just connected, hooked up to, you know, and I just, the same exact thing. And I think there's a principle here, then, you know, sometimes you have to, open up your hand to release what you want so that God can fill it with what he wants for you. You know,
1: Absolutely. and
0: I, I did I, the same thing. And like maybe a week or two later, I met my husband and here we are 30, some odd years later, we're saying this as if it's easy to do this. It is right. not, it is no. not because your practice is looking around, looking around, looking around, you know, and uh, to say, okay, I'm going to take my hands off it, man. That's huge.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I just want to add uh, in there, Betty, first of all, congratulations on 33 years of marriage. That's awesome. I won't be just like you when I grow up. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, you're absolutely right that that process was not not easy. Um, I talk about this in the book as well. I needed to deal with some of my own issues first before I was really fit to be a wife and to live in godly covenant as he yeah. designed it to be. And
0: coming up, Dr. Bell talks about what it took for her
1: to be fit to be a wife. Allowing the Holy Spirit to work that up and out of me.
0: The Chut and Chew Show will be back in a moment, but now let's enjoy our favorite new chef, Melva McCoy, as she teaches us how to make vegan lasagna. Give this vegan lasagna a try and let us know
1: what you think. And I, you know, I I actually met my husband and we were friends for 15 years before we ever dated. Um, and part of the reason I believe that I... Couldn't see him for who he really was in my life was because of all of these things that were overlaying my spiritual uh, and emotional vision. You know, I had fear of intimacy, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection. You know, I had daddy issues sprinkled Mm -hmm. in with a little bit of mama issues. And it took allowing the Holy Spirit to work that up and out of me before I could even see the kind of man that God had for me. Uh, And so that time was necessary uh, Mm -hmm. for me. And the second thing I just want to throw in there about that is God wants our whole heart yeah, and he wants our whole self. And he's just simply not going to let us have other idols before him or even right next to him. Mm -hmm. And so just as with you uh, and with me and so many others, we have to get to that place where God truly is God. He's truly Mm -hmm. sovereign. And I love my husband. I love my daughter. Um, But God comes first. Uh, And it has to because it's that love uh, of God and obedience to him and trust that he really does know what's best for me that then informs how I can be a wife and informs how I can be a mother. So we can't get those things twisted.
0: That's good. That is good, because when you get into relationship with anyone else, all of your stuff comes to the surface, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you haven't dealt with that stuff and his stuff comes to the surface and then you guys just are bumping, 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 and it makes a relationship very rocky and then sometimes don't last. And I think what you're saying for anybody who's out there listening, you're like, where's my man? There's, You know, that kind of thing. It could be that maybe it you're still being worked on. And so you want to make sure, I'm telling you after 33 years, you want to make sure you deal with some of the things that you need to and get dealt with and get healed and all that. So you can come as a whole person to a relationship because it makes a big difference. I mean, the goal is for your relationship to thrive, not die.
1: (laughs) Right. And, you know, and in the kingdom of God, and, and I don't mean to over-spiritualize it, but it is a profound spiritual thing. Uh, Marriage is supposed to be a representation of the relationship of Christ with the church. Uh, And the only way that it can be, it's, it's not just about satisfying our our natural needs or having a guaranteed date, you know, to go to a wedding or, you know, someplace, somebody to hang out with on Friday night, those things are wonderful and they come with it, but that's not the purpose of the covenant. Uh, And we have to be uh, in a place spiritually and emotionally to fulfill that covenant. And I keep using that word on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's not just uh, hey, you like me. I like you. So, you know, let's just do it. Um, it's, it's a covenant. It's a decision uh, yeah. to become one.
2: Yeah.
1: And in that covenant, it's not the law of normal math where one half plus one half equals one. It's one whole plus one whole mm-hmm. equals one. And we have to go into it whole, or we'll find ourselves disillusioned and mad and angry and resentful and yeah. dissatisfied.
2: It's okay. so true. And I love that. Um, I, so it's going to go back to relationships real quick. Y'all see where my mind is. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, okay. um, but so I want to do want to talk about like you, you're just talking to you, you're like a powerful force. I feel like, um, mm-hmm. even like your voice is actually very encouraging because you speak with such like power and like mm-hmm. confidence. Um, How does that work in terms of your relationship, even when you were first, I guess, like dating? I know you knew him for a long time. um, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of women feel like I'm so strong. I do so much by myself. Mm -hmm. How do I find someone who's going to measure up to me? You know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, we could go hours on this. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was raised by a strong, independent woman who raised me and my sister to be strong, independent women. And that was great, it worked for me, especially when I was single. I didn't have to wait on anybody to, you know, fix my washing machine or cut the lawn, you know, or even figure out an investment strategy. I could do those things myself and that was great. Um, however, when it when I began to date, that strong independence became a barrier. Uh, and, in Every person is different, but what I learned, first of all, just to speak to the issue in general, it's important uh, that we choose a, a mate that will let us be who we are and not be intimidated and not compete and not be manipulative. Uh, and when we run into those kinds of relationships where whether it's a friendship with a, a woman or you know a romance with a man, uh, when we run in those relationships where somebody asks you to be less than who God created you to be, turn and run fast. Run away. So I'm blessed with a man who uh, is tickled. Uh, by who I am and my big old personality and my loud mouth and, you know, my multitasking tendencies. He, he, He is fine with me being who I am. Full stop, not but, but, and I had to learn as a woman and as a wife that he had to occupy his role in our relationship, that I couldn't run everything. I couldn't control everything because sometimes we, with these big Uh, personalities and a lot of responsibility, we want to control everything. Uh, And that also is not a part of a healthy relationship. And so I had to learn how to let my husband do those things that he was equipped to do, even though I could do them. Uh, And also how to um, let him um, feel my need for him. And this is what I mean by that some of the um, sentimentality with women and women's empowerment is that we don't we don't need a mate we want one that's why we're in the relationship well that really sounds good um, but for a lot of men they need to feel needed uh, and so to create an atmosphere that okay yeah I could do this without you I don't want to do it without you but I also need you we as a as a union need each other to fulfill the purpose that God put us together for. uh, If that makes sense. Does that make sense to you?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I had to learn, I had to grow, uh, and, and not grow to become less or smaller, uh, but grow to accommodate. I'm in partnership in covenant with somebody else. So it's just not all about me.
0: Yeah. And boy, I'm telling you, putting down your ego is so hard. Mm -hmm. because i i def i know what you're saying like um not so some people can hear this especially in the christian world because we've heard submit yourselves to your husband so that means dim your light you don't have an opinion walk in the back that's what that means a lot of times Mm -hmm. and uh, it's we're not saying that i I don't believe Mm -hmm. you're saying that at all no no so you have to recognize that he has a role and you have a role and let him be in his role. You know what I mean? Let him be the person that he is, um, as the leader of your home, which is so hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you notice, I didn't, I didn't use that word at all when I was right. talking about it only because not because I don't agree with submitting, you know, I believe the Bible is the Bible. Yeah. Um, but it, it word. has been so misused and it yeah. is so laden, um, yeah. with, um, with controversy um, that sometimes I just avoid using the word, but the scripture also say we are to submit to one another. Right. You know, Paul says in another place, submit to one another. So it's not just one way and submission is not subservience. And that's where we've, we've gotten it twisted. Yeah. Uh, It's just simply allowing the other person to be who and what God created them to be and to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, okay, Betty. Oh, I also
2: think we don't talk about the benefits of submission. Like, I mean, if you do submit in some areas, that's less that you have to do. And that's like, bottom line, (laughs) it's like, I get to submit today because you can handle that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's simple
1: things to it too. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing it's as a woman, let's just talk about this as a woman, it's easy to submit to someone who loves us the way Christ loves the church. Really in in Ephesians uh, there, the harder part of that, you know, it says wives submit themselves to their own husbands and husbands love their wives as Christ loved the church. That's the harder part. Mm -hmm. You know, we submit all day long. We submit to the laws of the land. We submit to our, our boss. We submit to tax laws. We submit all day long and don't even think about it. It's really not that hard. Uh, mm-hmm. it's loving someone the way Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. So mm-hmm. I really do think guys have the heavy list lift lifting in that equation, mm-hmm. but when someone loves you in that unselfish, unconditional, mm-hmm. non-manipulative, mm-hmm. non-oppressive way, it's mm. easy to, it's a, it's a safe space I, in which I, to submit. Yeah. So I can submit to my husband, um, knowing, that he is trying to love me the way Christ loved the church there's no there's no risk in that yeah
0: yeah, so oh man, we can go so many places, but if you're out there and you're listening, I'm like, you said a mouthful and I'm like, you want to choose a person who can love you that way and you not have to dim your light. That's one don't dim your light you know, to be in relationship with someone, wait. And I know this is not easy. Wait for a person who can love you that way. I'm yeah. telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. Save you so much heartache. Really uh, a lot of times you don't know that person is that way, so I, I like to invite friends <laughs> to look at them too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not just using there is the safety dog by myself. <laughs> yes, yeah, there's safety in the multitude of counsel. Hey, I'm telling and, you. Yeah, my husband had to run the gauntlet. You know, my girlfriends, <laughs> my professional colleagues, my family.
0: Yeah, he had
1: to pass the test with all of them. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, ultimately you as the individual has to make that decision because you're the one that's got to live with that person. Um, But there is safety in a multitude of wise counsel. I agree with you, Betty. Absolutely.
2: But I love that you said, too, though, to even run if you have friends that make you dim your light, too, because I think like being single, that's great practice, because if you're used to dimming your light for your friends, right, it's Mm -hmm. not there's no red flag that goes off if a mate asks you to dim your light, you know what I mean? Like you're already in practice of doing that.
1: Mm-hmm. So I love
2: the idea of like, even being on alert, like if you have like friends that are that way, Yeah. Hey, okay, no, let's not do that
1: here. So yeah. I might- absolutely. And it's easy to run into. It really is. Just, mm-hmm. just recently um, had a, a crucial conversation with a colleague uh, and I won't bore you with all the details, but essentially what she was asking was uh, for me, Uh, to act like I didn't know things that I know. I'm a doctor by education. Uh, You know, I've had some experiences. We were talking about the COVID vaccine and I was explaining, you know, what I know and understand because of my education and some of my experiences. I sat on a board at the NIH. I understand some of the approval process. Uh, And so she came to me afterwards and said, you know, you can come off as a know-it-all. You know, just because you know something doesn't mean you have to say it. Wow. And, you know, I, I dealt with that relationship because, you know, we do have to interact with each other regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a productive conversation. Um, but I did ask, I said, so at what point um, do I have to limit myself so somebody else can be comfortable with who they am, with who they are? Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem fair to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that led to a very productive conversation. But we have to remember that. Mm -hmm. That, you know, when people ask us to be, um, and and let me just say this, we we don't need to be arrogant and and a know-it-all and insensitive. You know, we can speak the truth in love. We can be who we are in love. And and it's a red flag when somebody is um, bothered by the fullness of who you are. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. As I have an 11-year-old daughter Uh, That miracle baby that I had at 44 years old. And, you know, Mm -hmm. she's dealing with those 11-year-old mean girl politics now. Uh, And I'm always telling her what real friendship is and what it's not, you know. And I was like, anybody who's annoyed by you knowing the right answer or raising your hand, they're not your real friend.
0: Right, right. They're not your real friend. Right. Right.
1: So we got to understand what real friendship is.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Right. Are, are you on social media at all?
1: I certainly am. Uh, I have, first of all, my website where people can get more information and order my book is my, just my name, Debbie Turner And then I'm Debbie Turner bell on Instagram and um, on Facebook. It's uh, Debbie TB. Good. Good. Yep. Good. And then I'm on LinkedIn. Same it's all all of it's around my name LinkedIn okay. and um what's the other Twitter all of it I'm I don't do Snapchat and I don't do um whatever else there is but
0: <laughs> you're not on TikTok
1: I'm not on TikTok doing your dances no no but I like to watch them oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who are these people that have this kind of time right <laughs> seriously <laughs> I'm amazed Mm-hmm. Um, well
2: roxy you want to tell people where they can find us yeah sure um so if you are watching on youtube please go ahead and subscribe right now wherever that button is press all the buttons to get notifications and everything um also you can find us on instagram and facebook at chat and Chew show um and also please go out and get miss debbie turner bell oh, dr debbie turner bell's book <laughs> courageous faith um, go get that now you got a picture? No, <laughs> nice, <laughs>
1: I hope it's a blessing to people I really hope, hope it is and it's available wherever you get books and you can also come to my website I'm doing a little Christmas sale if you want to buy stuffing stock, stockers so, nice. uh, no I said that wrong stocking stuffers uh, and I'll even autograph it for you I yeah. knew what stocking stuffers was
2: <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> so who else was left behind but I knew <laughs> We like that. But but thank you guys for joining us. Um, I hope you um, have a good one and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: This episode is brought to you by the Chat & Chew Company, host Betty Jones, and co-host Roxanne Brew. Today's producer is Danisha Norwood-Smith. Original theme music by Elwood Jones and Roxanne Brew.